We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Aaron Rodgers looking for Devontae Adams. He's got it! DJ Moore has a pass to the end zone. Jonathan Taylor. Touchdown. Hello everyone, welcome back to Rotoviz Overtime on Rotoviz Radio. My name is Colin Kelly, you can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland, and again joined by my co-host here, co-owner of Rotoviz, it is Sean Siegel. Sean, we had Danny Carter on on Thursday's podcast, and we're very happy to say he is joining us today as well for the Saturday show. We'll be looking at some free agent news, what's sliding under the radar, and how the quarterbacks are are settling and, and where some of the edges may be in 2022 fantasy football with Denny in just a little moment. So we get ready to start the show. I want to give a plug to the Road of His YouTube channel. We're approaching 500 subscribers over there rapidly. I would like to hit that figure over the next couple of days. So if you can, drop into the show notes for today's show. Click on the link there for the YouTube channel and click that subscribe button. We would appreciate that support immensely. Um, a lot of fun growing the audience there and growing the community. Drop us a few comments over there. But we also love everyone listening in here on the podcast network. As we continue, Sean, the drive with three shows a week throughout the offseason, throughout the season. I was actually looking, and I need to check this. We are rapidly approaching 400 episodes of the podcast. So, yeah, it's uh, it's really ramping up um, to, I don't know, we'll be at 1,000 before we know it at this stage. But, um, yeah, lots of fun. But I think it might be actually in the next month or so. So, I better check that after we finish recording today but we are going to have denny today and uh, we're both very excited about about the show we are he's got a great article up on nbc sports edge looking at free agency winners and losers we're going to dive into a little bit more uh, detail with that today and get him to make some sort of controversial statements on some of these free agents you mentioned some of the cool things that you are doing and how appreciate how well you've led the charge on the youtube side of things we also have a lot of cool developments on the site. Volume two of the rookie guide has come out, and we've got new rankings, new mock drafts, super flex, obviously with the tight end premium, that RV triflex uh, FFPC dynasty format in there. I also have the second part of my article that was in volume one, looking at the receivers who are checking all the boxes. We have some new information with the combine in there, and I fill out that a little bit more. So anybody who wants to, see which rookie wide receivers might be fits for these teams that have kind of created a void for themselves at the top of their wide receiver depth charts you can go check that out some of those players are going to be very relevant right away in 2022 but Colin, as you mentioned we're having denny on the show again today and if it's anything like the thursday episode it will be must listen 
He's back again for the Saturday edition. It is Denny Carter. Of course, you should be following him on Twitter if you aren't already doing so. It's CD Carter 13. We joked in the show on Thursday about starting, you know, Twitter wars or wars on the internet. I think Denny does uh, enjoy those from time to time. But Denny, welcome back. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, and, and I actually, uh, it gives me heartburn to argue with people online. Uh, and yet I still do it, which is uh, really, really not, not, a, not a great, not a great attribute, I would say. Yeah, it's a balancing act to see which which is worse, uh, the enjoyment of winding people up or the, the heartburn. We have to get that balanced out. Right. <laughs> uh, on, on today's show, we're going to talk about some of the free agent landscape. And I know you mentioned uh, on the show earlier this week, you're going to do a piece that has come out since on NBC Sports Edge. So the listeners should check that out. But what are some of the important uh, free agency moves in terms of shifting fantasy values that maybe we're, we're, we've talked about the ones on the show that maybe are on the high end that people are all looking at they're under the spotlight what are some that may have flown under the radar that you know could be tremendous upside this year it's boring but jameson crowder signing with buffalo i think you know could be could be kind of fun you know in a in a, a supercharged uh pretty pass heavy buffalo offense uh i would i would assume that crowder will be the day one week one uh slot guy for josh allen um, even though Isaiah McKenzie was re-signed, but I, I'm I'm guessing that if they had been committed to McKenzie as the every down slot receiver in that offense, they would have no they would have had no interest in in Crowder. Instead, they sign him. All all Crowder does in in any offense he's in is earn targets. Like you know he's he's good at that. And uh, in a in a Bills offense that passes a lot, in a Bills offense that has created uh, fantasy value at the slot receiver for Cole Beasley most recently, obviously. Um, I think, uh, I think Crowder could be, like I said, not too exciting, but someone you pick up and you're kind of happy with as a PPR cheat code. Well, and Crowder, if nothing else, seems like a big upgrade on Beasley. You mentioned McKenzie and some of those manufacturer touches very elite. I think in that role has the fantastic speed can get you the chunk plays after he touches the ball. With those two guys now, does it knock Gabriel Davis a little bit? We know that they play different roles. Obviously, Stefan Diggs in a completely different role as well. But even though the roles are different, I mean, there's still going to be only so many targets to go around. Right, right. I, I do. I think it might take a little bit of the shine off of Gabriel Davis. But honestly, I think because of the pass heaviness of, of that offense and because of Josh Allen's willingness to target uh, Gabriel Davis, you know, on uh, on the boundary, especially in the red zone, as we saw many times against the Chiefs in that epic playoff game. Uh, I, I I don't worry too much about how that would would affect him. W- let me ask you guys: w- Would you be would you be stunned if Gabriel Davis is the highest scoring receiver in the Bills' offense this year? I would be surprised. I, I don't know if I'd be stunned, but I'd be surprised if it's not Diggs. I, I, right. I don't know. So, how about you, Sean? Well. I think the Bills are so similar to what Aaron Rodgers and the Packers did for all those years, where we see the number two, the number three receivers potentially in any given year can score a huge number of touchdowns. And the one thing that that makes you worry a little bit about the situation there in Buffalo is just that the Bills have been a little bit reluctant to go with Davis, despite how unbelievable he's been. He came in as an underrated prospect. They get this great value on him. He goes out there and plays extremely well. And then they want to go with Emmanuel Sanders, right? And so that, that part of it is always a little bit scary, but there's no question that there's so much value here. I mean, if Gabriel Davis led the NFL in touchdowns, I don't think that would surprise anybody. And if he leads the NFL in touchdowns, Stephon Diggs is going to have to get back to the 2020 role that Denny, you referenced in the previous show. 
in order to beat him. So definitely a possibility there. I think for Crowder too, it probably helps that Duke Johnson is the space back instead of JD McKissick, where you know McKissick could have been somebody that they really incorporated heavily underneath. Johnson, I think, is is more roster filler. And you know, we'll see if if our guy Devin Singletary gets hit by one of these rookie backs still. So Right, right. Yeah. I mean, if if Singletary survives the the draft, I think we're uh, I'm, I'll be very uh bullish on him. Uh do we do we subscribe to uh you know running back targets being a quarterback stat at all because Josh Allen has really never thrown to 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 running backs out of the backfield uh, not and that Josh, much anyway Josh Allen is kind of the opposite of Philip Rivers so what, whatever yeah. Philip Rivers will do for the running back Allen's a little bit of the opposite so that's why I think when we're talking about this I think Singletary might still not get the passing work that we're hoping maybe this year but I could see that going the way off Jamison Crowder, which I think then boosts his value a little bit more. Um, you know, we've seen Crowder produce with the Jets. Kind of one of those guys kind of fell, fits into the Edelman or Jarvis Landry role, like you were kind of hinting at earlier. And I think what you've mentioned there about it being, you know, quarterback driven. I think we've we've seen that with a number of quarterbacks that they're more reluctant to do that. And I think the way this offense wants to go is down the field rather than side to side. And I think that might help Crowder in this. Yeah, agree. I had this really fun article about jd mckissick to buffalo that because of the pace that i worked at and getting it ready it never published because obviously it goes back to washington there exactly to your point i mean josh allen leaves the nfl in or is top two in terms of quarterback rushes on third down that translates into being near the bottom in terms of passes to the running back on third down I don't think McKissick there was going to be a great fit. I also don't think it was going to hurt Singletary very much because you look at his explosion down the stretch and his EP numbers jumped, but the receiving EP portion of that wasn't a huge component. Now, it it always makes a difference, right? And you can always look at that and say, when Zach Moss wasn't out there taking touches away, Singletary scored more points. And so anytime that you bring in a running back, but some of that is going to come down to, you know, who we have out there during the season and whether the number two actually gets hurt or gets completely banished to the sidelines, you know, we don't know that ahead of time. And I think that that element of it comes into play a little bit more, maybe than people think where, you know, looking at the number two early on, but Singletary is not going to score how he did over the last month of the season and then the playoffs because there's a fluky touchdown element on that that anybody who's been playing Singletary for the previous years knows was not a big part of what he was doing up to that point but right. I do like him I, I hope it I hope it works for 2022 are, are you comfortable taking Singletary where he is um let's see he's going in the eighth round is that right definitely yeah. in that range yeah seven to nine yeah I mean right now yeah I I I'd much rather so he's going after Chris Carson, according to this ADP, which is pretty wild uh, <laughs> after Tony Pollard. And I, I, I would take Singletary over either of those guys. So yeah, I'm uh, I guess I, I am kind of bullish on, on that ADP. I, I did a um, just related to what you were talking about, about the, the piece that you never got to publish, which is a, a shame. Um, maybe you can work that into a, a different article. Cause I'd like to see it, but uh, I, I did a, a little study for NBC sports edge last year, looking at, um, mobile quarterbacks and and their history with passing to running backs and uh, you you won't be shocked to know that uh, they they don't do it you know it's just <laughs> it's, it's very low rates of targeting running backs from you know Lamar Jackson to Jalen Hurts to Josh Allen um, they take off 
rather in and uh deshaun watson is another one so they take off and, and and get the first down with their feet and that that works just fine from a real football standpoint it, but you know it's it's the philip rivers and the matt ryans and stuff they're the ones dumping it off i think we have to keep that in mind when we're when we're considering a, a, a ppr upside over running back well you mentioned matt ryan there the, our next question for you is which move are analysts you know free agent move are analysts getting wrong right so and just very generally not obviously singling anybody out but in terms of how the community <laughs> is looking at these moves i mean is there one where you see the community going in one direction and you're like no i mean i think this is actually great for the people involved or, or terrible for the people involved i mean it, who actually should be moving up and is moving down or vice versa. So uh, Terry McLaurin comes to mind. Um, and look, I'm not a Carson Wentz defender. Okay. I'm not, I'm not someone who's saying, no, he's actually good. He's going to get back to his MVP form. And I, that's, that's not the case, but the, the good thing is for McLaurin who, who again, dominant downfield dominant through uh, with air yards, with Whopper, with every, every way you measure it. He is he is like an alpha receiver in that Washington offense, um, and Wentz doesn't have to be great to be a, a market upgrade over Taylor Heineke. You know, Heineke was by many measures the worst downfield thrower in the league in 2021. He led the league in downfield interceptions. Um, he only completed like 30 percent of his passes over 20 yards, which was among the bottom three or four, along like Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson that that area. Uh, Carson Wentz was better. And I know like it, it sounds weird because we we watch him and we uh you know we see him get dumped after one year and what was supposed to be, you know, probably a multi-year project in, in Indianapolis. And but he's he as in his career has been a pretty decent and aggressive downfield thrower. I think that's great for McLaurin uh compared to how it was with Heineke. Where should he be going then? Because my, my thought on that is that that's definitely correct. My other thought is that there maybe was some hope last year in his ADP that things would actually work out and Washington and the offense would be solid. And there was hope in the offseason that Washington would do something that made any sense at the quarterback position. Both of those things sort of helping his ADP to start last year, maybe propping up his ADP in early best ball and in dynasty this year, when we consider now that it is an upgrade, perhaps I, I just I think that Wentz is still going to end up getting benched, and so then you got to deal with whoever you know that person. But but if it's a big upgrade on Heineke, but a downgrade on what maybe our hopes were, how does that translate into where he should be going in the wide receiver pecking order? Yeah, so he uh, according to the ADP I'm looking at, he's going at the four or five turn uh, right now. Talking about McLaurin, um, you know, just after guys like Elijah Moore, uh, DJ Moore, Amari Cooper. He's going a little bit before Adam Thielen and uh, Michael Pittman. Ah, oh, man, you know that that does that does kind of kind of mess me up a little bit because I would I would be much happier taking Pittman than I would you know uh, McLaurin in that range. Um, but he's going to fall from there over the next month, and so you'll be able to get him cheaper. You would think, right? You 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 would think unless you're in. I've been you know I live in the Washington area, so I'm I play fantasy with a bunch of people who uh, who love the Commanders now and. Uh, and so they will take McLaurin way higher than his ADP. But if you're in a regular league, uh, I think that, yeah, McLaurin's a guy who, who, who stung people last year. Um, and people, and we, and we remember that, like it, like that, that hurt uh, to take him and think that, oh man, like I got this guy who could easily be a wide receiver one. 
Um, and and he wasn't. And it and it was it, you were actually probably benching him at some points last year, which is devastating. Uh, but if people if that if that sting is fresh in people's mind, I think that you could get a pretty good deal on him in the fifth or sixth round. Ben and I were trying to decide between McLaurin and Amon Ra in one of the playoff weeks last year. And we made the wrong choice. We did go with McLaurin. And if we had gone with Amon Ra, we would have finished in the money in the FFPC main event. I remember listening to that, actually. And, I, and I, my heart hurt for you. <laughs> hey, this is Dave Cabin from the Rotoviz flagship podcast. I wanted to let you know that the podcast you are listening to right now is sponsored by BetterHelp. And I can speak from personal experience and tell you that if you or someone you love is struggling with depression, they're dealing with anxiety, talking to somebody about it can make a huge difference. And that's what BetterHelp does. Within 48 hours of signing on with BetterHelp, they'll match you with a professional therapist. These therapists have a broad range of expertise that might not be available where you live. This is a worldwide service that's easy to use, allows you to get matched with a therapist that you can communicate with, you can send messages, get thoughtful responses, you can even schedule weekly video or phone sessions, you can talk through anything that you need, and BetterHelp is committed to facilitating therapeutic matches that can give you all of the benefits of traditional offline therapy. They want you to start living a happier life today, and I believe that talk therapy is one of the ways that you can do that. Visit their website www.betterhelp.com forward slash reviews to hear and read some of their testimonials. Again, you're going to want to visit BetterHelp, Better H-E-L-P, and join the over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. And we have a special offer for RotoViz listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash Rotoviz. Can't recommend how important and how helpful talk therapy can be. So please check it out. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, so I mentioned Matt Ryan, and I was wondering, I'm kind of, this idea of him being not Philip Rivers, but Philip Rivers light for these Colts running backs. You know, does this get Jonathan Taylor? I mean, I can't say back to the one-on-one because that's mostly where he's going, but there's Fantastic reason to take Christian McCaffrey at the one-on-one, especially if you're a little bit more of a gunslinger, because I mean, he would appear to have five to six more points on his upside, at least before this move. So give us the QB changes 
trades, free agency, all of that from best to worst in terms of how it's going to affect the wide receivers. Anything else that you want to throw in in terms of how it affects fantasy players, uh, that can factor in as well. And I'm just going to jump in here. Sean mentioned Philip Rivers, and then he mentioned Matt Ryan. And I know on the show it's a bit of a running joke that I'm a bigger Matt Ryan fan than Sean, but I think the year that Philip Rivers played with the Colts, I still think Matt Ryan's a better quarterback than that. But will he throw it to Jonathan Taylor or to the backs as many times? I mean, Jonathan Taylor wasn't Jonathan Taylor when Philip Rivers was there. Right. Uh, no, it's 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 a great question. I think, and I think figuring that out will will be kind of the key to early round uh, drafting in 2022. Um, you know, Carson Wentz doesn't have a history of targeting running backs. I'm gonna I'm gonna make full circle full circle here on here in a second. Uh, no history, nine percent uh, running back target rate over his career, but in Indianapolis, that went way up and it resulted, I think, in 57 targets for Jonathan Taylor and 51 or two targets for Naheem Hines, right? So we're talking over 100 running back targets. So I think that I think that the Colts system, I think Frank Reich's system, uh, is designed to funnel those uh, passes to his running backs and hopefully Jonathan Taylor gets the lion's share of those. Of course, Hines will still be involved. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, Ryan strikes me as the kind of guy and I, and I really would have to look into this to see, you know, his history with targeting running backs. But I mean, uh, you think back to Devonte Freeman, um, in, in Atlanta, uh, racking up all those PPR points out of the backfield. I, 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 I sure. yeah, right. And I, I think, I think it could be, uh, could be really good for, uh, for, for Taylor from a, from a, from a receiving standpoint for sure. So, so, so do we have your rankings? Where, where are you going with these, these quarterbacks in terms of best to worst? For all the issues uh, that Watson has, and, and, and it's incredibly depressing about how that whole thing unfolded, uh, there's nothing that says, you know, from his last season, 2020, that he's not super elite. Like it's uh, like his completion rate over expected, his EPA per drop back, his rushing, everything points to, an elite fantasy producer. And so, yeah, I mean, he, he changes, he makes the Browns offense worlds more appealing for fantasy purposes for hopefully an expanded role for David and Joku, who only ran a route on 50% of his uh, snaps last year. Um, you know, maybe he can bump up to, I don't know, 65, 70, somewhere in there uh, for Amari Cooper as the unquestioned wide receiver one for the running backs, you know, the Cleveland running backs who for a long time now, have been the the focal point of opposing defenses like and that that can't be anymore you know they, they defenses can't approach the browns like that anymore and that's great for them that's great for both of those guys especially if one of them you know gets dinged up and and the other gets a full workload so um so that that's unbelievably good for everybody there uh, i think matt ryan is 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 a pretty big upgrade probably from uh, overwent in indianapolis i was looking at some of his stats, uh, uh, Ryan's uh, completion rate over expected last year was, was right around, uh, Josh Allen, uh, Dak Prescott, uh, Tom Brady. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I don't think that he's reached the part of his career where he's 100% washed. I think that he might have a year, a, a decent year or two, um, especially on a, on a pretty good offense and behind a good offensive line. Um, I think that translates to fantastic potentially fantastic things for michael Pittman, um who you know with wentz kind of you know went back and forth with his production and you couldn't quite figure out you know when the big week was coming and when the 
Colts were just going to establish the run like it's 1988 and Pittman, Pittman would be completely uh, played out of the uh, the game plan. Um, but I think that that Pittman can become way more consistent and reliable with a better quarterback throwing passes to him, you know, better targets, basically. Um, who am I missing here? Mariota. Um, I talked about this on a good football show, which you can find anywhere podcasts, uh, anywhere where you get your podcasts, uh, uh, where Mariota is probably not bad for Kyle Pitts, but the lack of other options in Atlanta is probably bad for Kyle Pitts. And teams can just blanket Pitts no matter what part of the field he's in. And there's not much you can do about it if you don't have other viable receiving options. Now, maybe Atlanta goes out and gets a Will Fuller or gets somebody that can take the top off a of defense and open up things for, for Pitts underneath. But, man, that that's a, that could be a very tough situation for Pitts. I, I will say that if I were the Falcons, I would consider – uh, getting Kyle Pitts more than four red zone receptions this year, which that's how many he had in his, as a rookie. Four guys, unbelievably low. Yes, yeah, so we'll see how it all plays out over the, the next couple of weeks, but it's going to get a lot more fun as we get ready for the NFL season. Of course, the draft coming up, and we'll see how Devin Singletary plays out. You know, I think if you're wanting to draft Devin Singletary and have him on your rosters this year, I think the next four weeks is the optimum time to do that because if they do not draft one of the top-tier running backs, he becomes massive massive uh, jump in adp but that's going to get us to the end of today's show denny did mention a good football show as well make sure you check that out denny before we let you go thanks again for jumping onto the two shows this week but anything else you want to give a, a final shout out for no just check out a good football show with me and pat doherty on on tuesdays in the off season and of course we we do that show uh, almost every day of the week during the regular season and then uh i'll be you know writing uh you know free agency fallout stuff any more trades there's a lot going on. Uh, I don't know if you guys noticed. There's a lot going on in the NFL. Uh, so I will I will continue analyzing every uh, little thing that happens between uh, trades and, and free agency going forward. And every time we check out the NBC Sports News feed, we get you guys with the pods right there front and center. Always fun to see your smiling faces discussing all of the different football moves. And as you said, a lot going on. That's right. Once again, thanks to Denny for jumping aboard. It's always a pleasure talking to him. Make sure you're following him on Twitter at CDCarter13. We did plug it at the start of the show. Check out the Road of His YouTube channel. And as always, you can get yourself that listener's only 10% discount to a Road of His NFL pass with the promo code RVRadio2022 at checkout. But that's going to take us to the end of this week's shows. We have three shows in the books. If you haven't heard the shows earlier this week, head on back, have a listen. A lot of fun reacting to both the Devontae Adams news and the trades with myself and Sean. And then we also talked through uh, lots of different scenarios like we did today with Danny on the Thursday podcast. So check them out. You can also check out the Stealing Bananas podcast with Sean and Ben Gretsch, which is up on the Stealing Bananas podcast feed. And of course, as we get ready to wrap things up, as always, my name is Colin Kelly. You can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. My co-host is Sean Siegel. Check out Sean's work up on rotaviz.com. And until we're back next week, have a good one. Thank you for listening to Overtime on Rotaviz Radio. Please rate and review the Rotaviz Radio podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. You can contact us via email at rotavizradio at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Rotaviz Radio. And remember, you can always support the pod by subscribing to Rotaviz with a discount through the Rotaviz Radio homepage, rotaviz.com forward slash podcast. <laughs>